This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, welcome to Hidden History, an Odyssey Through Time. I'm your host, John Rodriguez, and here we focus on highlighting honorable stories that have been buried in the sands of time. So please, take a look around our website and follow our Instagram, at Hidden History Pod. I am also available on Twitter, at JLR489. Thanks for listening, and please, stay happy, stay safe, and always stay informed. everyone and welcome to World's Shocking Stories. I'm Denise and with me as always is my soulmate and partner in this roller coaster we call life, Bradley. Hey everybody. So before we start in our episode today, we just want to talk about our giveaway that just ended. We're still waiting for one more item. Yeah, we're waiting for, yeah, it hasn't come in the mail yet, but when it gets here, we will send it all out. And we have a winner who we never even told yet. I don't think we should tell. Maybe just leave it. Just let them like listen to this and like figure it out. Yeah, yeah, evil. Okay, the winner is Patrick from the Not Adding Up podcast. A great friend who just got accepted to law school. Yeah, so yeah, he won our, we did a random draw, Mm -hmm. and he won the draw. How was that draw done? Um, We just, uh, we took his, everybody who entered, we just put a number beside them, we just did a random generator, and his number came up. Ah. Because he had, he also had three in there because he did a review, so he he had- yeah, he was, he had a few in there, you know, he was, was picked. That's right. Cause we did have the, if you braided once you get one, what one draw. And if you did a review, you got three, three. extra, right? Yeah. So yeah. He had three in there. So yeah. Yeah. He so he her. had the extra in there. Good yep. job, Patrick. Good job, Patrick. So if you hear this, let us know. If not, we'll contact you in the next couple of days. And I think we'll just put his, uh, not adding up podcast in our show notes too. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So you ready to start today? I am. Let's go. So today we are going to be taking you back in our way, way, way back machine and travel to the 1700s. Yeah, we're going medieval on your ass. I know. (laughs) I think this is our oldest case, isn't it? It is, yeah. So there was a beast that terrorized a small village in southern France. To this day, this case has never officially been solved and the identity of the creature remains unknown. Yeah, there are many theories of what happened. So today we're going to go over the theories and figure out what we think happened and what the general consensus thinks what happened. Okay. I've never heard this story at all. But then again, it is like 400 years ago. No, 300 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of got this case when I we used to play the board game Nightmare. Yes. Oh, we used to play that with Sam too. Yeah. So this was a character in it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the Beast of Javedon. 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 
And yeah, there's also was like Elizabeth Bathory. That's and right. Yeah. Khufu. I always want to know if this was just real. Right. Because I've heard Elizabeth Bathory before and Khufu and all that kind of stuff, but I never really heard this one. I've been waiting for you to give me the Elizabeth Bathory episode to do, to research. I know it's been done to death probably. Yeah. But I'm interested in that one. Maybe in time. Okay. So you're ready? I am very much ready. So the year was 1764. I can picture it. And child prodigy <laughs> Wolfgang Amadeus Amadeus. Oh, yeah. Mozart mm-hmm. performed a special concert before King George III and Queen Charlotte in Great Britain at only eight years old. I didn't realize that he started so young. Yeah, he's a child prodigy. Hey, I'm from Queen Charlotte's. <laughs> this is different. Yeah. That's Queen. Sh- yeah. It's now called uh, Haida Gwaii. But Haida yeah. Gwaii, yeah. Wow. Eight years old. Yeah, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're not talking about Mozart. But, but that, are, that's the time era, period. yeah. In southern France, the village of Gévaudan, which was also known today as the Department of Lozier, a beast was about to turn the village upside down. The town is called Department of Lozier? It is, yeah, now it is. <laughs> Aw, that's I know. Department like of Lozier. I think it's just a faction. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So people living in Gévaudan... Were living quiet lives, and the village was secluded from the outside world, being tucked away in the mountains of Margaride. 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 Yeah, Margaride. Sure. The beast was just about to start attacking people at an alarming rate. But these were not normal attacks, because the beast preferred to kill mostly women and children, especially young girls. It's weird that it attacked a gender. Well, I think it's because those, like, quote-unquote weaker Right. They're easy targets, right? Yeah, I could see the young girls. Well, yeah, I guess women too, right? Yeah, because like if you're going to attack something, you don't want to attack a, you know, a, a large a, man. A burly man, yeah. Yeah, you want to attack something like you right. know, the weak and feeble. You could say that, you know, because they're peasants, right? Right. And animals do attack the weaker or the hurt, right? So Exactly. So the attacks were said to be committed by one or more of these beasts with formidable teeth and immense tails. They referred to it as a stripped hyena, wolf, or wolf dog hybrid. You showed me a picture and I thought it had sort of a lion esque kind of you know facial what? structure. There was a few pictures out there of what people described it as. Right. I seen one that looked like a freaking kangaroo. Like seriously. <laughs> so Hey, have you seen kangaroos? They are freaking <laughs> strong. You see that one with a six pack? Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to mess with oh, that. Oh no. Okay, so the victims usually had their throats cut out. So with this, the kingdom of France would spend a large amount of wealth trying to hunt the animal responsible for the attacks. And back then, you know, they didn't throw money around. No. Several nobles, soldiers, royal huntsmen, and even civilians were tasked to bring the capture of the beast. The amount of victims do vary from source to source, most likely because it was like the record keeping in 1764 was not all at its best. Oh, come on now. I'm sure they were like, what? what is the word? Um. Impeccable. There's impeccable record keeping. <laughs> so some reports have the attacks about like 610 with 500 deaths and 49 injured. 98 of those victims were partially eating. Wow. But other sources that I've kind of like kind of go on yeah. have the amount as about to a 60 to 100 still, and 30 injured. That's still a lot. That's kind of what I read more of is about 100. That's still. Yeah. The description of the beast varies, and I bet it's heavily exaggerated to provide mass hysteria. But usually described as a wolf-like canine with a tall, lean frame 
It would be the size of a calf, cow, or even, some cases, a horse. So this thing was huge. That's what they say. They say it was like, like monstrous. Wow. So the fur was also described as tawny or russet in color. So like a russet potato. Yeah, so like brown. brown. But its back was streaked in black. So it had like a black street. Okay. Like uh, a reverse, yeah. reverse skunk? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It also had a white heart-shaped pattern on its underbelly. Cute, but not cute on this yeah, thing. It's not, you don't want that. <laughs> it also had long, vicious claws and fangs, unlike any known predator in the region. I could just imagine, like, that thing would be terrifying. Oh, 100%. So according to some reports, its tail can be used as a weapon to knock men off their feet. I think that could have been, like, exaggerated by the press. Like, the it, tail was so big, it could just knock men off their feet, but did, actually did it do it? But did you die? But did you die? <laughs> so the tail, they think, was used like a whip. Yeah, like a big weapon, yeah. Like, um, like a dragon, you know? Right, exactly. I was just going there. Yeah. So the beast was feared because of its brutal hunting techniques and that it would suddenly appear from the bushes and drop down from the rocks above his victims and attack. Oh, so sneak like attack. Stealth, it was stealthy. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're more scared of. You'd be like walking down a trail. Also, out of the bushes, this thing like appears from you. Well, you know, if this thing was out in the woods, I would not be going, you know, to grandma's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would not be Little Red Riding Hood, you know. I, and I would be looking up all the time, like scanning my surroundings, even if I went next door. Yeah, but you have to remember, too, this is in a mountain region as well. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like, you know, walking beside rocks, all of a sudden oh. this thing, like, coming at you. Well, yeah, you're, you're dead. Oh, yeah, it comes from above and it just attacks you. Yeah, and you don't have, like, the weapons they do now. No. And also, too, this beast always seemed to hunt for, for like, pleasure and not for food or survival. Oh. Some of his victims were often left abandoned and partially eaten. So it, yeah, it killed for fun. Yeah, I killed for fun, like Tony Montana. (laughs) I should have known you were going to go there. So let's get into the beast attacks and find out the mystery of what happened in Javudan in the 1700s. I love the way you say that. Javudan. Javudan. I'm a classy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to move on to movie time. Okay. just take a wild guess we are not going to the 1700s definitely not (laughs) okay so what four 350 years in the future um kind of yes and no okay we are actually not going to a specific date we're going to a specific movie what we're changing it up you ready last time you did that it was rad (laughs) it's not rad (laughs) Okay, Okay, ready? Yeah. In a rural province of France, a mysterious creature is laying waste to the countryside, savagely killing scores of women and children, unseen, possessed of enormous strength and human intelligence. The beast has eluded capture for years. King Louis sends in renowned scientist and his Iroquois blood brother, an unconventional team whose combined methods and capabilities may bring the beast down. But the true nature of the beast is not what anyone could have anticipated. 
Sound familiar? Javadan. Does it sound familiar? Javadan? Is it called Javadan? Nope. The Beast of Javadan? Nope. Oh. The movie is very sacred to my heart. You want to you hear some like people in it? Oh, God. Yeah, of course. I need something. Throw me a bone. Well, the thing is, it has Monica Bellucci in it. Who? Monica Bellucci. We talked about her last one. Like then, the, um, which one was that one? I don't know. It was the James Bond one, I think. Okay. And that's all you're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you one person that's in it. And yeah, you don't know who she is, but that's all you're getting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. You is know it what? animated? Is no, it? No, it's a movie. Okay. Okay. Well, animated is movies. I know that you're not going to really get this one because you've never actually seen the well, movie. Well, thanks, bud. I used to own this movie. I love this movie. I had no idea that it was associated with the Beast of Jebu Dawn. You know what the movie's called? Princess Bride? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh, I've heard that movie. Yeah. I love this movie. For some reason, I always thought like Gerard Butler was in it or something. I don't know. No, they're more like French actors. Okay. There's one in there. I think I think you'll know him when you see him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I loved this movie. And when I started studying the case of the Beast of Jevedon, yeah, I'm like, I know this from a movie. And obviously, I went to my, you know, my thoughts of movies back in the day because I haven't seen it in probably you know 15 years, maybe longer. Yeah. And I absolutely loved this movie. I had no idea it was based on this. And it was a very, very great movie. I would recommend everybody watch Brotherhood of the Wolf. I've heard the movie. I've just never seen it. So it's got to be over 15 years because we just had our 15-year anniversary. 2001, I think, or something like that. But yeah, it's a great movie. Cool. And it seems like there's two parts of the movie. It's like the beast parts and then the uh, attacking of the beast. You know, like it starts off with the attacks. And then the, the second part of the movie, it's like, hunting the beast and the hunting the beast is freaking crazy like that iroquois hunter he like dresses him up in blood and stuff like that with like two swords and goes after it it's so good okay so you get the win you get the w well it's a hard one for you it wasn't on a specific date and so maybe you should add that movie to your list i'm going to actually yeah i want to watch that again i wouldn't mind watching it too okay you ready to get into this i yeah i am okay so the first case was when a young girl around 19 or 20, Marie, Marie, Marie? Jean Ballet, who was watching a herd of cattle in Mercor Forest, tried to attack her. So she was like, you know, watching a herd of cattle yeah. and then a beast attacked her. Like the shepherd, but cattle. Yeah. And then she attacked it back. Oh. Bayonet wrapped around a pole and she impaled the beast's chest. So she fought back. She's a tough girl. Yep. Holy. She was then saved by the bulls in her herd, and they charged at the beast, keeping it away from her. Oh, they protected her. They did. The beast tried to attack a second time, but the bulls ended up driving it away. She described it as like a wolf, yet not a wolf. So after the attacks, she became known as the Amazon and the maid of Jevudan. Because she's a tough girl. She's tough. There's An Amazon a- woman. Yep. There's actually a statue that still stands in her honor in the village of Alvers in southern France. I've seen the statue. Yeah. She's like got the pole and the beast is coming at her. It looks freaking intense. Oh, we'll have to post it. Yeah. So after the first sighting, it was quiet for about two months. Then the beast claimed its first victim. So it came back to the town. It did, yeah. 
on June 30th. But you got to think, though, too, two months of it just lying low. What was it doing for two months? Did so it just it attack again? But it might have went off to another town or something or went into the mountains. You said it was the mountains, right? Yeah. So it might have went up in the mountains or something. And maybe like, because he had wounds, right? Because right. he was stabbed in the chest. Yeah. So could have been healing, right? Exactly. And it came back down. Yep. So on June 30th, 14-year-old Jean Boulet was in her village of La Hubox. Mm-hmm. She was tending a flock of sheep. Sound familiar? Yep. And she was attacked by the creature, making this a first official victim. Well, the I don't, first death. Right. The sheep aren't going to protect her. Nope. Reports of the attack went rampant across the region. Now everyone was in terror. They thought there might have been at least a pair of animals because of the high number of attacks in a short period of time. Because after that attack, bam, 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 like attack, attack, attack. Wow. This period, mm-hmm. I think it said there have been dozens of deaths. Wow, it went crazy. It did, yep. Maybe it was because it was so angry that it was attacked before, so it came back for vengeance. Maybe. The beast was not attacking for food. They were left partially eaten or even dismembered. Yeah, so it sounds like it just you know came back to attack just for the sake of attacking. Yep. Sometimes the victims were missing limbs or heads. Oh, for the people, this was not ordinary for them, and it was a horror scene for witnesses to see. So well, imagine, like, in the 1700s, you're like, you're, you live in a small village. You don't see this every day. No. The villagers were just peasants living in a harsh environment of the mountains, and people were afraid to go out at night. Well, yeah, like, they don't have what we have now. They no. don't have, you know, light switches or anything. They have lanterns and stuff. You know, Candles, I would can- say. Uh, candles, yeah, they might have had lanterns, Maybe. though. I'm not sure when lanterns were invented, but still, like, this is a harsh environment already, yep. like you're saying. And then all of a sudden, there's some creature out there that's just decapitating people. Yeah, and, like, limbs. Oh, my God. Like, just seeing a death alone would be enough, and then seeing a death with impalement. Yeah. So then they stopped sending their children to the fields, and they added bars to their windows and locks to their doors. Yeah, good. With the attacks getting more frequent... It was thought that there were more than one beast or maybe it was attacked with its young. Oh, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, maybe attacking with its young or there's more of them. Like mm-hmm. people weren't quite sure at this time because it was still new, but we get to learn a little bit more about it. Well, yeah, because they said that it looked like a wolf and wolves hunt in packs. Yeah, like a wolf, but not a wolf. Right. So individual stories of bravery captivated the public at this time and bounties were offered to hunters. Then, on October 8th, 1764, only just hours after an attack, the beast was seen. In Chateau de la Bombe, it was stalking a herdsman. The hunters then followed the animal into the nearby woods and flushed it into the open. They shot at it with their muskets, hitting the beast numerous times where it fell to the ground. Oh. Pleased with the kill, they celebrated, only to look upon the creature as it rose from the dead and ran off. Holy crap. It took bullets. Yeah. Like straight up. So we'll get some theories about that too a little later. Well, yeah. And muskets, that that shoots out, right? Like numerous like pellets almost. I think it's one pellet. You put you pack in one pellet with gunpowder and you pack it in, right? Oh, I, I thought it was like lots of shrapnel that gets thrown no, out like no, a it's, shotgun. It's, it's, no, like, remember watching yeah, the yeah, yeah. movies, you, you pack, pack it, it in. Yeah. yeah. Here we are packing, but nobody <laughs> sees us. <laughs> Pretty much. So then on January 12th, 1765, Jacques Portefex, who was 10 years old, and seven of his friends were attacked by the beast. The friends ranged from ages 8 to 12. Why were they out when they knew that something was out there? 
I don't know. Oh. So after the beast attacked them several times, they finally drove it away by staying in a group together. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, so they survived? They survived. Wow. Okay. Now I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) With this attack, it would start to get the attention of King Louis XV. He awarded Jacques of 300 livres livres. livres, and 300 livres to be shared among his companions. Oh, yeah. So he got 300. His friends got 350. So I think Jacques was the one that actually like drove it away himself. Okay. So he would get 300 and his friends would share the 350. 350. So the conversion rate, which I could tell is equal to one pound of silver for one uh, livre. So he got 300 pounds of silver for that, which is a. Good amount of money. I did also hear, too, that he also paid for his schooling and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he did a lot for him, but I don't know. I, I read certain things in different articles, and back then, I'm not going to take it all too hard. But I think he helped him out a lot, because at that point, the king stepped in. Well, but, his villagers are dying. Yep. So, the bounty that the King Louis set was 6,000... Livres. Livres for the beast's head. So he said, oh, that's 6,000 pounds of silver. That could, Back then, that's, that's a lot. lot of moolah. Yeah. So with this bounty and the king getting involved with the story, it was spreading from all reaches of the land. I can imagine with that kind of a bounty, people would come over from all over the place trying to get this oh, thing because yeah. they want money. This was becoming one of history's first media sensations. Yeah. So I heard that like the stories were all over to like, America, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. It would take a long time to cross the water. Yeah, but people, they, like back then, they wanted to know. They Everybody wanted to be involved with this. Oh, yeah. I would too. So the first person that the king sent was Captain Jean-Baptiste Duhamel of the Claremont Prince Dragoons. That's a fancy thing. Yeah, it sounds like a big title, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like a, you know, a, a very fancy name with a great title. Yeah. So when he first got there, his efforts were being stalled by local herders and farmers for some unknown reason. They didn't want him to get money. I think they wanted their, because he was an outsider, right? I think they wanted the money for themselves. And he almost shot the beast, but was hampered by the incompetence of one of his guards. Ah, God damn it. Yep. Fred, you're fired. Yep. But he actually, (laughs) he had up to like 30,000 volunteers, which was said, like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And he also, like what he used, Mm -hmm. he left poison bait and even had soldiers dress up like peasant women to attract the beast. Oh, so he actually used poison bait, but then he used his people as bait. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he dressed them up as like bait. Why doesn't he he go out there as bait? I know. The thing comes up on him, he could just shoot him. You know what I think about that is? Huh. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, when those two guys dress up with those girls on the, on the little rowboat. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the guy lost his eye. He doesn't have that <laughs> yeah, eye, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the beast was not tempted by these tactics, though. No, oh, it's smarter than that. Yep. The people would now question Jean Duhamel as a leader and his ability to catch the culprit. A local newspaper spoke about this. It's a big, long quote. You ready? Oh, I hate doing quotes. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. A ferocious beast of unknown type coming from who knows where attacks the human species, killing individuals, drinking their blood, feasting on their flesh, and multiplying its carnage from day to day. Hunters who are in pursuit have never been able to stop it because it is more agile than they, nor lure it into their traps because it surpasses them in cunning, nor engage in combat when it presents itself to them. Because its terrifying appearance weakens their courage, disrupts their vision, sets their hands, shaking, and neutralizes their skill. 
So he pretty much said that these guys suck. <laughs> That's pretty much what that's saying. He said that the beast is more way more cunning to and, yeah and yeah them, yeah. And these it's guys, gonna outwit them. Yeah, it's outwitting them. Yep. Imagine hearing that like in the paper, like <laughs> talking about you, Fred. Yeah, I mean, I'd be taking that guy out back, you know, a little justice. <laughs> Beat down in the alleyway. Yeah. So now with the incompetence of Aduhamo, mm-hmm. King Louis sent two professional wolf hunters, Jean Charles Marc Anton. Valmuste de Anival. That's one name. And I thought I had a long name with four names. Holy. Valmessel de Anival. And also his son. Yeah. Jean Francois. <laughs> He's like, son, I'm not going to do you dirty like grandpa and grandma did. <laughs> yeah, you got done dirty. <laughs> so Jean Charles boasted that he had killed over 1,200 wolves and that he would be the one to take this one down. But it's not a wolf. If it were a wolf, right? Yeah. If it. Exactly. If it was a wolf, maybe, but yeah. this is no freaking wolf. Yeah, he was like, I'm taking this bad boy down. Yeah. So Duhamel was still a part of like the hunting party, but mm-hmm. this guy was brought on. So both parties believed in different strategies to hunt the beast. Of course. They're not going to go on the same path. Yeah. So I talked about Duhamel's strategies. He's got the bigger penis, right? It's yeah. like the, yeah. Whip it out. Yeah. So Duhamel had, we already talked about his, like he had like, you know, bait and stuff like that. Right, right. And he also wanted to organize hunt, like wolf hunting parties. Mm-hmm. Jean Charles wanted to shoot it using stealthy techniques. What stealthy techniques? So this included using oh. victims' corpses as bait, and a more controversial technique was to inject the victims with poison to lure the beast to a meal, and it would die from exposure to the substance. So, so he would want to inject poison into the people that have died. Have died, and just leave their bodies out there so he could feed on them. But sometimes it wasn't feeding because it was wanting exactly. to feed. It was just killing for the sake of killing. So it looks at those guys going, well, that guy's dead. I want to find something that's alive that I can attack. Yep. And well, you know, all methods of this were unsuccessful. Of course, because this is unsolved. Yep. So this put like the two hunting strategies. Right. Put a drift between them. And Captain Duhamo was forced to stand down and return to his headquarters in clermont Ferrand. 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 Yeah. So for four months, father and son would hunt and shoot wolves, believing that anyone could have been the beast. But the attacks continued, and the father and son duo would be replaced just like Captain Duhamel before them. Ah, uh, okay. Of June 1965, Francois Anton and his son, Anton de Berrettini, Biterne, Biterne. All right. I think that's right. They now arrive to hunt the beast. Well, maybe he's got the bigger penis. Well, we'll see, right? <laughs> so, so far, everybody's been unsuccessful. Right. So, a few months after being there, he shot a gray wolf in September, measuring 31 inches high, mm-hmm. 5 foot 7 inches long, okay. and around 130 pounds. Imagine a wolf that big. 130 pound wolf? Yeah. So, this was- I told you about the story of me pulling over and wanting to grab this stray dog- which I thought was a stray dog, right? Yeah. And when I pulled up to it, its head was looking through my window. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big freaking wolf. wolf. Yeah. They get huge. Yeah. So this was a large wolf and Francis Anton said, we declare by the present report signed from our hand, we never saw a big wolf that could be compared to this one. Hence, we believe this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage. But no, that's just a regular wolf. So they identified. This thing before, sorry, was talked about being this freaking huge thing. That size that you gave me, 
was just a regular wolf size. Well, that was pretty big. Like it is big, but thirty-one wolves, inches high. Wolves are freaking yeah. big. So they identified this wolf as the culprit to the attacks because there were scars from the body from the victims who were defending themselves because they matched the scars, right? Like that chest one, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the only plausible thing to do now is you stuff your kill and send it to Versailles to claim your fame and be hailed heroes. Oh God! Right. I feel like the like Prince Valiant, like shaking their yeah, hair, like I, I'm just like, walking with a swagger. I'm just shaking my head. Oh my god! Yeah. So his, mount that on their wall. Yeah. So his son was the only one who went back, while the elder father stayed behind to hunt for the female partner of the wolf and the two grown pups. So at this point, there was things being seen that there was a female, and mm-hmm. the pups were there. So they wanted to kill the whole family, right? So the father stayed to do that while the son claimed his fame. Right. So the father was successful in killing the female and one of the pups, which was already larger than its mother. When they examined the pup, it had a double set of dew claws, which was found in a certain type of dog, a Bass Rouge. Okay. So dew claws are like the thumbs of dogs. You know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Up top there. Yeah, it grows higher up in the leg. Yep. Yep. So not long after this, the other pup was shot and hit and believed to have died while retreating between some rocks. Antoine then returned back to Paris with a large sum of money, over 9,000 livres, livres <laughs> as well as fame, titles, and awards. Like, they were like rock stars at the, for the time. Yeah. They saved the village and the people who lived there. Was that the end, though? No, because that wasn't it. That was just the wolf. Was, and and the family, the poor freaking wolf family. Was the beast killed and were the people saved? No. Nine. Oh, see? I would have just read on. <laughs> December 2nd, two boys who were six and 12 were attacked. This would suggest the beast was still alive. Ah, <sighs> yes. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast, but you just weren't sure how to even start? That was us too. We love listening to podcasts and always thought, hey, what if we started one too? That's when we found Buzzsprout and haven't looked back since. With Buzzsprout, they made it so easy. To start, you don't need all the expensive gear. If you have a recording device and a quiet space, then you're on your way to creating a great podcast. But if you do want to get the best that's available, then let us assure you, Buzzsprout can help with that. They provide so many tools and resources to help guide you along the way. So now that you've signed up with Buzzsprout and use the link that we've provided in our show notes, after two months of your subscription, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. You have now joined hundreds of thousands of others and became a podcaster and you will be heard all over the world on all major platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and many more. So what are you waiting for? Today is the day to come join us on the adventure of a lifetime and watch your number of downloads grow with the up-to-date location tool to see exactly where your audience is. This is where the magic begins. Come join us on Buzzsprout, where starting a podcast is made easy. So the beast tried to capture the six-year-old boy while the 12-year-old fought it off. 
That would have been horrendous for these boys, but I'm glad they both escaped with their lives. Oh, thank God. A 12-year-old, that's a pretty yep. brave boy. But some were not so lucky. There was said to have been a dozen deaths, and the witnesses said that the beast was not afraid of cattle anymore and would not be scared off by them. So what happened with that first girl that has that statue? It's like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care anymore. He doesn't care if the bulls chase him. No, he's ready just to kill. So at the same time as this, King Louis had lost his son. So the beast was least of his worries. And now he left it among the people of Jevudan to fend for themselves. Understandable, though. Well, he lost his son. He's mourning. And now exactly. this, put it, this took, was on the back burner, right? He's like, I'm done, you know? Yeah, but when you lose your son, you know, you're... That's your error, right? Yep. So the attacks were intensified, and finally in the summer of 1767, so think about that, that's three years after the start. Yep. Jean Chastel, who was a young farmer, and several men from the village followed the animal into the slopes of Mont Moucher. Jean came face to face with the beast, and he shot and killed it. It was said that he used homemade bullets made of silver. Ooh. Oh, it's like a werewolf. Werewolf. After this day... There'd be no more attacks. There was an autopsy of the corpse in Paris. So that was, they, they believe that was the end of it. Oh, really? But so that gonna, guy got it? We're going to get in some theories though. Oh. So Georges, George? George? Georges, Georges, Louis Leclerc, who was a famous author of the Histoire Naturelle. I'm not French. Natural history. Natural history in French. Yep. He examined the corpse and he buried it in an unknown location to prevent future scientists and other generations from studying it and to unveil the mystery surrounding the beast of Jevudan. That makes no sense. Why would you want to prevent future scientists to... He, he believed that this was the end of it. So he's like, I'm going to bury it. Nobody else can see it. It's done. Oh, I don't I don't get that. That's That sounds really off to me. Sounds a little sketch. Yeah. But back then, things were a little sketch. There was no, like, buy the book because there was no book. That's very true. Yeah. It was said that the stomach of the beast in the autopsy was the remains of its last victim. Oh. There have been many theories that over the years have made this case glorified. The first is that the beast was a wolf-dog hybrid with a bloodlust for humans or many wolves in a pack looking for food. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really eat the food, though. That- no, they didn't. They didn't eat the people. Nope. They just killed and then yep. left them. So the next theory is that it was a man who was terrifying the countryside Maybe he was wearing wolf skin to make it look like it was an animal attacking them. So with yeah. the attacks on women and small girls, it would make sense. But that would be a serial killer, right? It would be. Like, are you trying to attack them to rape them and then kill them and make it look like some animal There's attack? There's no things of rape. It could just be yeah, a for killing, like I a serial just, killer, right? Yeah. I just don't buy that. I don't know. Yep. So there was also the possibility that he had some help. And that it was trained because some eyewitnesses saw it was wearing armor out of tough hog skin. Oh, really? Yeah, because when you shot at it, when people shot at it, yeah. it looked like it had armor on. That's why it kept getting up. But who would do something like this? Yeah. The finger was pointed at Jean Chastel, the one that shot and killed it. Yeah. Because he was the only one able to kill the beast. And while he... dozens of hunters failed before him. And he's the one that buried it, right? So he buried it. No, in- no, that was the, uh, the, the autopsy. Oh, okay. Oh, his thought char- I had something. Yeah, his character came into question when he was imprisoned for misleading some of the king's men into a swamp where they almost died. Oh. Yeah. He may have been motivated to breed and train the beast to cover up his own murderous impulses or to gain glory 
while reducing the wolf population and killing who that were killing his sheep. Oh, he was a sheep herder? He was. He was oh. a farmer, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. people think that he, okay, so the many theories, people think that he trained this, mm-hmm. put armor on it, and made it kill things to cover up his own killing. Because remember, there's decapitations. He might have been killing people, decapitating them, taking off their limbs, but blaming this beast while it was attacking other people, right? Yep. So he might have been a serial killer as well, and he used this to cover up his crimes. If he did that, that's a next level shit for the 1700s. He would have had to raise that wolf. You don't know what it was. Yeah. It could have been some sort of beast he raised to give him bloodlust, put some armor on it, and then brought that it back. That is next level. Holy frick. Like the 1700s, that's like, that's like future shit right yeah. there. Yeah. So witnesses of the attacks also said that the beast stalked its prey and would go right after the throat. Well, that's a lot of wild animals do that. Even dogs, they go yep. right for the throat because that's the kill, right? Yep. The drug killer. 16 victims were reportedly decapitated, and it would mostly attack in the evening and early mornings. Most wolves like to attack in the cloak of the night, yep. not in daylight. Yeah. So the beast's behavior showed that he was very talented at playing the hunted, not just the hunter. He was a master at evasion. Hunters would think they had him cornered, and then he would just disappear. He was shot at many times and he would seem unaffected by them. He also suffered multiple gunshot wounds, only to rise back up again and escape into the woods. Witnesses would say it could walk on its hind legs, repel bullets, and had fire in its eyes, and came back from the dead more than once. It also had amazing leaping abilities. Holy crap. They're like putting a picture of the thing as like superhuman. Like, Well, yeah, I'm thinking hind legs. Well, maybe it is a human. But then it's like leaping abilities. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't leap. <laughs> yeah. A god am I. <laughs> so in the 1700s, wolf attacks were actually very common. Mm-hmm. Near Paris, at the same time, a lone wolf killed four people before being killed by a man armed with a pitchfork. Fucking A, buddy. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, uh, oh, what was it? Shrek? And the pitchfork? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in 2016... National Geographic magazine, mm-hmm. they said that a lion was responsible because it had a perfect match for the description and hunting style. And so, hey, I said that earlier. One of the they pictures, did. it looked like the face of a lion. Yeah. So lions can weigh up to 800 pounds, yep. 10 times as much as a wolf, mm-hmm. reddish fur, and stripes down their back, just like the eyewitnesses stated. But hey, they can also be very trained. Yep. They also could stalk their prey in daylight yeah. without being seen and leap on their victims while going for the <gasps> neck and head. But how does a lion get to France? <laughs> well, you could bring it to France. Say you're on a trip to like Africa, right? Yeah, yeah. You capture a lion, put it in a cage, and bring it with you. Then you could train it. That's true. because I Especially think, a young one, right? Yeah. And I think some of the rich would have these exotic animals right. as pets because so you, it shows their wealth. Yeah, so you remember Jean Duhamo, the first guy? Yeah. He thought it may have been a hybrid of some sorts, stating that. Ready? Yep. You will undoubtedly, I think, like I do, that this is a monster, the father of which is a lion. What its mother was remains to be seen. I guess we'll never know. The mystery will remain. Was it killed when the attack stopped, or did it go back into hiding? Oh, that's so good. I don't know. I don't know. 
So yeah, what are your theories? What do you think? Because that's the end of the story here. Like, right? It and stopped attacking after that it died, right, or whatever. That you know the last kill, yeah. right? So do you think that was it a person? Was it a lion? Was I don't it a think hyena? it was. A, I don't think it was a person. And but the lion thing is really that's the one that stopped me in my tracks and thought, you know what? The way it was attacking, it sounds more like a lion thing. It does sound like a lion, right? Yeah. But you got to think though, like. But everyone's seeing wolf. Everybody's seeing wolf, but a lot of people probably haven't seen a lion because they're not traveling to Africa. So they may, it may look like a wolf to them. Because they've never seen an actual lion. Exactly. Some people say it's a hyena too. A hyena could do that as well. Yeah. So there's like those are the theories. Like, I don't know. It hasn't really officially been solved. People say that with the last, with John Chastel killing it. Yeah. That, that was the end of it. And they think that's the one. But a lot of people have skepticism about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think uh, there actually is a lot of people that think that he trained to do all this, and that, he just took the armor off for him to shoot it, right? Yeah, because like, yeah, that's crazy. And you know what? Mm. In the, the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf, I don't want to give any spoilers away. <gasps> oh, oh, the guy dresses up like it was a trained attack. Oh, I thought it was a costume. No, it was trained. Oh, yeah, it's crazy though. Yeah, what do you think of the case? I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love this case. Yeah. So do you think it's a lion then? I don't know. I, okay. I don't think that first one was it where they're like, oh, yeah, we killed it because no, that was just a wolf. But when I seen that picture and you, I told you immediately, it looked like the, like the profile of a lion. Yeah. That one really gets to me. Like, could it have been? But there's such a huge difference between the look of a lion and a, wolf. and a wolf. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's why this case is unsolved for so many years, like 300 years. It's not officially solved. People believe that it is because when they killed it, uh, mm-hmm. the attack stopped. But it could easily have been just like dying on its own, going into hiding, traveling somewhere else. There could have been so many different things. You know, if we could go back in time, we might have been able to solve this case with the research we have now, but you're thinking from the 1700s and stories keep changing over time. So yeah. for all you know, it went from this two foot wolf to all of a sudden it's like five feet tall. Yeah. And also too, the press yeah. really glamorized this case. Yeah. That's quote that you did that the press did. Yeah. Oh my well, that was God. Just a bad one. They glamorized everything else. Like, yeah. They made it seem bigger than it actually was. Like they, they embellished a lot to make this so interesting because it wasn't a lot of like news back then. And this happens. It's like, mm-hmm. you. this is front page everywhere. They made this out to be like a big, huge monster, but you never know. It could have been something so simple, right? I know. I was thinking at one point, maybe it's rabid, right? Yeah. But they, it wouldn't have lived that long. And also too, you get, they say the size is like huge as a calf. That's just what they say to maybe to bring up the, the story better. It could have just been a normal size, right? Exactly. Especially over the years, too, of the story being retold and retold. Right. They embellish everything. More and right. More and more. So now exactly. It starts off as a, a poodle and yeah. turns into a horse. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I honestly think it's some sort of animal. I don't know if anybody trained it or not, but to think about that at this time, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. That would be terrifying. It would be. So I think we're almost going to end it now, okay. though. But before we go, we just want to say that. Um, we posted on some of our social medias, but we actually were interviewed by radio station in our town. Yeah. 
because they found us and they offered to interview us and it was fantastic. Well, I thought it was BS at first. I was like, uh, I don't think so. And Brad's like, Denise, you need to pay attention to emails. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at it and like, it's legit. Like they're actually so, wanted to yeah. us. We never applied for anything. They interviewed us on their own. They found us on their own. Yep. And that was like true satisfaction to us knowing that we are being seen by our city. And we got interviewed by CBC 91.5 Daybreak North. Yeah. And it was only a short, it was about 10 minutes. But it was really neat. Yeah. I think we're going to take that audio and we're going to put it out on our social medias. Sam, There's no video to it. so Yeah. Sam was asking about that yesterday because my daughter works at a different radio station. <laughs> yeah, she does. A new station radio. Yeah. So she's like, well, how'd that go? <laughs> yeah. So this was this radio and it's a radio station. So yep. there's no video. So yeah, but we got on there and it's it weird too, because I was at work like driving and one of my coworkers, he's like, Hey, I heard you on the radio. <laughs> I'm like, you heard that? <laughs> he's like, of course I did. I'm like, oh, okay. That's awesome. That's, yeah. That it's a feel good moment because it, it makes you realize that people are noticing you. So yeah. thank you. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to post that on our somewhere, probably Instagram or something. We'll post the interview. Yep. And yeah, that's pretty fantastic. So yeah, I I think that's it, right? I think that's all. Okay. So the world's not always as it seems. No, it's not. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.